We are shows what you know We'll always watch TV And if you think we can't We'll watch more and you'll see That's why the people of the web Believe in Jim from Las Vegas And Jacob from Sweden And then I saw the name It was lit up in bulbs And just explosion And it said Dirk Gently. Dirk. I am Jim Scampoli. Uh, it dirt. is all connected. I'm sorry. I'm talking over you. No, I'm talking over you. I just, I was going to say it's Dirk. If anyone wondering what a Dirk is, it's a knife. So just everyone should know that it's a knife. Uh, is it true? Yeah. It's is a, that true? Yeah, it's a kind of dagger. It's a thrusting dagger. Also oh a God. basketball player, I guess. Well, the, the name is selected by the main character because it has like a Scottish dagger feel. Uh, at least that is the case in the original because this is based on a book by Douglas Adams. Who knew? Uh, this is our discussion of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, episodes one to four. Now, we are not going to spoil anything to start with. But this is kind of unspoilable, but we will give you a spoiler warning a bit later. We're going to talk about it without spoilers. Uh, I did talk over you, so you didn't get to say your name, but uh, your name is Jim Scampoli. Is that right? That is correct. Is that a selected name or is it a original name? It's selected by someone. Mm. Not me, though. Mine, too. Jacob Burroughs is mine. My slave name. Oh, yeah. As Dirk Gently, what was his slave name? It was something... Uh, it was something. It was like a. I don't know. I I don't know. I did catch that they were talking about something. Uh, you would know a little bit more about this than than I. We'd cover shows in the past where I had read the the source material, and you hadn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you've read the source material, correct? Yes. Now I know that this is not a literal. This is not a. It's supposed to be more the spirit, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Uh, but uh, how's it compare? Well, two things. I read it like, I don't know, 20 years ago or, well, 15 years, probably literally 15 years ago. So I'm not 100% up on uh, all the events, but I do know that this is very different. This is is more something else, really, but kind of in the spirit. I just remember there being a lot more Douglas Adams type humor in it, which makes sense because it was a book uh, and written down. So there was a lot of stuff about... I think this was the one where he describes a bathroom in vivid detail and then adds at the end, and also there was a goat and all sorts of weird literary type jokes uh, that he liked to put in. And this is something very different. Uh, It's more like Doctor Who, really. It's very much like Doctor Who, in my uh, opinion. Yeah, that's. I wasn't sure. uh, So is the... Is the source material like Doctor Who then? Not really? No. Uh, well, uh, it's. I, I did have to read up on this, but basically Douglas Adams, he based this idea on he was writing a thing for Doctor Who, and then uh, uh. it didn't pan out or whatever, and he combined it with another idea and wrote Dirk Gently. So, I mean, it's valid. It's, it's a valid comparison, but I feel like this is like... 2016 Doctor Who uh, rather uh-huh. than old school Doctor Who. I think the original was a lot more like old school Doctor Who. So it all makes sense. It all adds up. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it's about this guy. If you don't know at all what it's about, it's about a guy called Jerk Gently, who's a holistic holistic uh, detective and um, what does that mean well he relies on the fundamental interconnectedness of all things to solve his crimes so he doesn't really do clues and stuff like that he he more lets the universe guide his way he's kind 
of psychic or something like that, and like things just kind of work out, which is a tenuous thing to base a whole show on, but uh, they do it quite well. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, it's this whole idea. Yeah, just trust, kind of trust in the universe and just kind of, uh, you know, you, you, you go out into that lake and just lay on your back and just float with the current and just go with the flow. Don't fight it. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Uh, and you tap into the universe, if you will. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that it's the show is mostly uh, uh, mostly nails it. It's um, I can't think of words now. <laughs> I think we're uh, both a bit <laughs> unsure about it. Really, I felt yes. a bit, I, even after watching the first episode, I was like. I don't know if I like this, but then I watched like three more episodes. And I'm like, I think I like this. I I think I do. I think I like it. Yeah. Uh, it's really re- tricky. It's a tricky thing to base a show on. That like, how much can you do this? Lol. It's all random. Like, how how can that feel like justified plot progression? How much is that going to roll for? And in a sense, it is like a mystery because they're trying to solve a mystery, but it's not really a mystery. It's more like an adventure story where crazy mm-hmm. things are happening. Happening and the characters try to deal with it and make sense of it. And Elijah, Elijah's in it, so he helps a lot. Yeah, Elijah would. Uh, now, um, I know you're not, like you said, you read it 15 years ago. Now, this stuff with like an assistant and all that, is that in, in your memory? Is that similar to... No, uh, like the Elijah Wood character is that even a thing in the source material? I don't think so. I think that's like, uh, well, it, honestly, I I shouldn't be too sure about it. But that whole scene where he kept saying like, ah, an assistant, and just Dirk's whole manner, everything about it, just screams Doctor Who. Uh, well, that's I, and and I don't really watch Doctor Who. No, uh, but that's what I was thinking as well. But then I wasn't sure if like, well, that's just what it is. Mm, I think it is like BBC America going, let's make Doctor Who, but American. And in a way, it is like it's different from Doctor Who. I don't want to keep saying it is Doctor Who, but it has a lot of similarities, but it is different. It is kind of like an American version, taking things and changing them in a not necessarily bad way at all, like actually doing something different with it. Now, you despise Doctor Who, is that right, from the bottom of your black heart? Uh, yes and no. I more despise Whovians, I suppose. Just makes sense. Uh, <laughs> um, and I mean, I I watched a few episodes on Netflix, and I'm sure I'm sure it's a show that if I sat down and watched, I'd probably would really like. Mm. But uh, I just don't have much interest in that. So basically, what you're saying is this show is uh, Sherlock. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's Sherlock. Yeah, it's Sherlock. Uh, definitely. And- it's like you take Doctor Who and Sherlock and you put them together. And then you got Dirk Gently. Yeah, it's about right. And yeah, I think, I'm being I'm being facetious. Well, uh, it is but, true uh, though. I mean, it it is still true. Those are I mean, that's probably how it was pitched. So let's not beat around the bush. That is completely correct. I think. But I I mean I'll say I I watched quite a lot of Doctor Who, but I kind of had a realization at some point of like. When they're like, there's dinosaurs in the TARDIS. I was like, what the fuck is, what the fuck am I watching this shit? What is this? Why, why have I spent so many hours on this? It's just the same. And also just the way it was written towards certain seasons. I was like, this is terrible. This is like bad, badly written. Why is everyone so excited about this? Uh, So with all that in mind, also, I'd like to point out that Dirk Gently in this show. Oh my God. He is so annoying. Am I wrong? 
I was I I, I agree. Uh, Dirk, the Dirk character. Besides, I mean, if once we get into the episodes, mm-hmm. I I think in in I mean we've watched uh, the first four. In the like last two, when we start to see kind of a different side of Dirk, I'm starting to get more on his side. But uh, yeah, uh, Dirk, the Dirk character is kind of grating and uh, annoying. Um, and to what you were saying before, the show in general, the show in general, uh, I do like. But yeah, the first episode, I was kind of like, ah, here we go. But the the more I stuck with it and uh, kind of got used to the characters, I'm starting to get more on board. Mm-hmm. But there's so much. Like, especially the first episode, it's like, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And I get that's kind of the point. Uh, but I could totally see how someone would watch this first episode and be like, nah, I don't need to see any of that. <laughs> I've had my fill. Yeah. I, that would make sense. And I am not even trying to debate that too hard. But, uh, like, because it's not like in the following four episodes, it's like, oh, no, but there's a big twist, you know, and then everything becomes significant. It's more like, it is more of the same. But as you said, uh, we see more sides to it and more realism in a way. Like, it does, as you get to know the characters, it stops feeling like just a, a random assortment of things thrown together. And it feels more like, ah, this is kind of hanging together. Uh, but even in that randomness and the stuff that's happening in the first episode and this and this and this, I saw enough glimpses of light and of just generally funny things going on because this feels like mostly a comedy, like yeah. 90, well, 80%. 80%, uh, uh, that's a nice coincidence. It's actually, that's what I wrote on, uh, I think, the hateability of Dirk Gently is about 80% intentional uh, because they have to know. And he is annoying the main character all the time. So that's why it's still okay that he's so hateable because Elijah Woods is there like, no, what are you doing? Stop stop doing that because that's what yeah. we would do. Uh, so, so I think it's 80% intentional. There's a bit of hateability that's over the top. And I hope they... Uh, yeah, pr- progress into making him more of a believable and likable character. But anyway, there is a lot of ha- like funny stuff going on, and that kind of outweighs all the crazy on top of everything, on top of on top of stuff that also is happening. Yes, there's uh, because because I, I wasn't trying to be too negative on the first episode because the 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 whimsy is there. The whimsy is what kept me. What kept me involved yeah. uh, because I was I was enjoying the whimsy and I think that's kind of the point is like you know we we talk about Westworld a lot and and Westworld it is a lot of like details and clues and hints and this show is more like a goof on that in a way yeah where it's like you know here is here is hints and details but like it's ridiculous <laughs> and it's kind of part of the fun. Which, yeah. Uh, which, yeah, I do enjoy. Um, but then, like, it's just in the beginning, not really... I mean, I, I, I don't even read... I haven't read a lot of Douglas Adams. I know the, what, what I read as Douglas Adams stuff is the kind of the, the wordplay stuff back and forth where it's like, well, this and this and this and the way people talk. Yeah. That's kind of my limited knowledge of Douglas Adams. And I kind of pick that up here and there uh, in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's just kind of maybe I guess just training my mind and and it was either it was either a bad thing or the most perfect thing that I like because I watched all these episodes the past few days and I've had a head cold <laughs> and maybe that's a good thing when you're watching Dirk Gently uh-huh. and it's kind of getting out of that mindset of like serious uh serious like mystery tracking to like oh yeah well is that Elijah Wood from the future uh, uh here in this scene did Elijah Wood just see himself mm-hmm. and are people sucking energy and maybe switching bodies like if you haven't watched the show I I, I don't feel like I'm spoiling a lot and like you said I don't think you can really spoil it but it's just one of those shows that goes there. It's not afraid to go there. Yeah, there's supernatural stuff happening. Uh, and I was glad they didn't just... Because at first it's a lot of like, oh, everything's connected and, and strange happenings are happening. And what a coincidence that the bullet bounced here and there. But then it is... Uh, they do go all out on it quite quickly, which I appreciated. Because I kind of was hoping when I started watching this that it would be like paranormal investigation, but more rock and roll. So it is more mm. like i said more of an adventure type thing like a fun uh maybe they get into a fun crazy situation and it's about how are they going to get out alive rather than like ooh where are we going to go next what's going to how are we going to put the pieces together more like oh there's another map and we're going to go to this place and and you don't really need to keep up with all the details on that yeah very true you can kind of just let it gloss over and i think maybe in the beginning when i was watching it i was trying to keep up with the details yeah because i didn't quite know uh what they were going for um and then as i you know continue to watch them like oh okay you just kind of like dirk gently you just kind of sit back and go along for the ride yeah and uh, there are a lot of shows now that don't they don't let you do that that are like it, it feels like you said about it's hard to know where this was going for because it wasn't quite uh it has this element of things being a bit darker than you think uh a little bit but also this whimsy stuff so it could be hard to nail down the exact tone but overall it felt like what a relief to not that they didn't look at this book and and say, well, let's make the two, let's do what they we did to Westworld. Let's make it super serious and about all these mm. things. That's not what it is. It's Max Landis, and it is very Max Landis, very comic booky, uh, with a lot of bright and hilarious moments happening, like just examples like military and police all trying to get each other to drop their weapons just in the first episode as they're all mm-hmm. rushing into a situation and they just happen yeah. like oh no you drop it oh, freeze and they're all pointing yeah. guns back and forth which could be really stupid but i don't know they just film it in a fun way and just have lines like did the guy we're tailing just meet up with another guy being tailed by other guys and mm-hmm. stuff like that that kind of could suck but it doesn't because they do it uh pretty well yeah yeah and and they they're they're always hammering in uh, that everything's connected, and it's not like we were just saying. It's not like you have to sit there with your, um, you know, with your notes and your Reddit tabs up. We're keeping track of all these things. It's just kind of when you let it wash over you, and then you start seeing things kind of repeated or echoed. You still get a a pretty good sense of. Um, uh, I guess fulfillment without, I can't lack of a better word, mm-hmm. uh, where it's going to be crazy and weird, but it feels like it's going to go somewhere. Like it's not like, 
it, it, it's it's a weird combination of uh, it doesn't matter, but it does matter, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not going to be like it's not going to be this you know mystery of you know figuring out the killer and what have you. It's going to be some crazy crazy reveal, but it's going to fit in with the show. And I don't know. It's just gonna. It feels like it's going to work. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the interconnectedness thing because I did write down that. Uh, like certain aspects of it, like maybe a character might be able to dodge bullets by just stumbling around like drunken master style, uh, like drunken fighting style of like, oh, and the universe kind of sorts it out. I don't know. It seemed like it would annoy the hell out of Jim is what I wrote down because there's no really super clear rules on it and things just kind of click together. Like we would like stuff you would complain about or I would complain about in another show saying, oh, that's pretty convenient but now it's like oh they wave their hands and say oh it's the interconnectedness of the universe uh what's your feeling about all that well i mean it works with what they're doing because they're consistent with it uh it also i mean it's for as positive as it is sometimes it is a detriment just because it is hard to um at least in the episodes we've seen from my point of view it's hard to um get too invested or or feel like there's too much at stake yeah be, uh, with certain characters because you're like well you know uh, they'll they they have their out their out is always that the universe you know figures things out yeah so they could just do things and have things happen and, and in some cases like when maybe a character is you know i guess captured or whatever you're just like oh well you know something weird's going to happen and uh this is all going to work out this is just a mere this is just a mere uh speed bump uh on the way to whatever the goal is yeah what does the universe really want if it's all connected because it seems to want to do whatever is convenient for the show sometimes so what? yeah yeah because it's it, yeah that's actually a perfect way to lay it out because in some cases where it comes off as clever and and uh, just pushing the idea of the show forward. In other cases, it could almost just feel like, well, this is an easy way to get out of this because mm-hmm. uh, we've already set this up. And it feels kind of rough uh, for them, like to wrap this up in a in a nice way in four episodes. Because I do enjoy it, and I am along for the ride. But it's like, what? How do you end this? I have no idea. Like, I guess they can resolve the. Uh, like find the person they're looking for and manage to do certain things, but how is it? And then it's like off to new adventures, maybe. But how satisfying is it going to be if it doesn't feel completely justified? Anyway, that doesn't really matter because the ride is uh, fun uh, yeah. so far. So I'm and I, I haven't like uh, I hadn't watched any of these episodes until now. Like I so I was able to kind of watch the four in a row. So I haven't really read up on anything, but just recently. Um, Max Landis did tweet about it, and he said, if you're expecting the solution to mystery of season one to not be a totally insane, overly complex mindfuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> if there's if there's one thing I brought directly from the books into the show, it's make the answer to the mystery as needlessly complex as possible. Yeah. And um, someone said, like, oh, never a big fan of overly simplistic plot twists where everything gets tied up in a cute little bow. And he said the bow that ends season one of Dirk Gently is anything but cute. So, I mean, I guess at the very least, I, you could kind of read that. If you've been watching the show, I think you, that was, that's been apparent. Yeah. But at least, I mean, 
he's setting the expectations uh, on on what's what's going to happen. I, I mean, as I'm not too concerned with it being some neat little thing. I mean, as long as as long as it feels like it went somewhere, I'll be happy. Yeah, and the mystery stuff is not necessarily like who did the thing. It's more like a way to explore this universe and the rules of it. And those rules uh, are kind of interesting and in what is possible. And it's whimsical, but it's also like they clearly have rules and people are running around. And well, I, I guess I'll. I guess we should throw up a spoiler warning and just get into the episodes themselves at this point. But but overall, yeah. it is uh, yeah, like I said, really enjoyable and. And funny and uh, Dirk Gently is annoying but I have hopes that mm-hmm. some stuff's gonna go down and I, I think given more like I think this is one of those shows where they deserve more space to do more stuff with it because sometimes it feels like nah they just needed one season or two seasons and yeah sure maybe that would be fine for this as well but but I really feel like they're testing the water still and this first big mystery thing is more like yeah we're we're walking into this world and figuring stuff out and the actual st- <laughs> sounds bad but the actual events are not that important you know yeah yeah absolutely so spoiler warning then yeah, so now we're getting into spoilers, spoilers. for the first four. So not super serious four. spoilers at all. Yeah. Um, do you have some sort of summary or anything? Of because I did not. Well, I mean, if we break down like some of the things in the first episode, uh, I mean, we 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 see this crazy aftermath in a hotel room with you know uh, dead bodies and things kind of on fire, um, bite marks on the ceiling, blood, and a dead body, and then we see a little kitten. Um, And then we have our hero, Elijah Wood, who, you know, just a a regular dude trying to get through life, getting his car smashed up by his landlord because he needs to pay him money for rent. Um, And, like, everything we get, everything we get introduced in this episode, it's like... We, we have a moment t- towards the beginning where Elijah Wood sees himself mm-hmm. and it's hinted of time travel because he's like, oh, wait a minute. If this is happening, then that means... And he turns around and sees like our present day Elijah Wood. Yeah. And we're like, uh-oh, that's... <laughs> I guess we'll see the other end of that conversation uh, sometime. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a, yeah, lot of, we have, a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, we and we have, you know, this... This crazy, the, this crazy uh, scene that we saw in the penthouse, that's Elijah Wood's character. Uh, he works at the hotel, and he's trying to get money to pay his rent. He goes upstairs and kind of walks in on it, which you know, ends up costing him his job. And that's kind of like, I, 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 given I'm, 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 I'm a Douglas Adams noob, but that little back and forth with his boss where it's like, you know, well, it's a same day ter- termination, and he's like, "What?" But it's always going to be on the on the same day. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Not always," and he's like, "But it's the it's all when a thing happens, it's on the same day." <laughs> and like that to me is something that I think of as far as Douglas Adams. Given yeah. I've only read like a few chapters of uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy or whatever. Yeah, but that's about uh, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, like, but we get so many, like, all this stuff's coming at us. So, you know, we got this crazy thing going on, uh, this this crazy murder. We got uh, Todd, which is Elijah Wood's character. Upstairs from him uh, is, is a woman chained to a bed. And 
we got uh, these secret like CIA or secret agents that are tracking Dirk and keeping an eye on Dirk and Todd. Yeah. And the one guy always wants to shoot. He's yeah, that's hilarious. His, his I love that. Sniper. <laughs> and he just takes the shot and yes, it bounces and then goes through the ceiling and shoots a guy in the head. Like this, it's, it's really hard to try to lay all this stuff out because there's that going on. There's a fucking, um, there's a dog, cat who's important. The dog yeah, who's important. Yeah, there's a cat who's important. There's uh, Dirk's just doing his thing where he shows up and he's like always happy and like, hey, I'm here and uh, I'm a holistic detective. That means I don't do anything. I don't look for cute clues or anything. And being being annoying to Todd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Todd finds the lottery ticket and it's like you kind of know where that's gonna go. We learn about we meet Todd's sister who has a neuro disease where she could th- where she can perceive pain like all of a sudden think that her hands are on fire or that a knife's in her hand yeah or just generally hallucinate it seems like which also puts extra doubt on like everything because they also make a point of driving home that todd also had this uh illness so my reading was that when he saw himself at first he thought he didn't mention that because he thought it was just hallucinating again and maybe he's not better like he thought he was better but maybe he's not and then, yeah, there's a corgi that uh, Todd keeps seeing when he's on the bus that's just kind of marching up and down the street. Which he decides and to pick up, and then that accidentally leads him to something super important. Um, which at that, meet, at that point, oh, I didn't even realize that like he, he sees someone in the back of the house when he hands over the dog, and it's like, that's Lydia Spring. And I'm like, I don't know who that, <laughs> what is going on. Like, you didn't... You, you didn't go slow enough for me to real see. I know you showed me Lydia Spring's face, but I didn't put it together. Like a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah but well, because plus she's making a weird face. Yeah. She's making I, a clueless uh, weird face, which, you know, we learn a little bit more about later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then that guy, uh, who that guy's from Battlestar Galactica, right? That actor? Uh, so. Who does he play? I'm sorry. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, well, because when, and when Dirk, when Dirk, uh, gives uh, Elijah Wood or gives Todd a ride and he's like whipping through the streets like just kind of trusting the universe and he almost hits a guy that's the guy he almost hits oh um, so it's like everything's connected uh, my man mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to see what ah eh, whatever yeah, but there's, uh, there's a lot of that stuff going on and then there's the Vicious Three are those in the first episode there's four of them the yes vicious- yeah because they come and trash Dirk's apartment Todd yeah looking Todd's for, apartment uh, Todd's apartment I'm sorry yeah. looking for Dirk mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah so we, not only do we get a hint well we get a hint at this crazy aftermath of a crime scene we get a hint at uh, upcoming time travel and then when the uh, when the three who are the rowdy three which are actually four guys come and trash uh, Todd's apartment and like knock Dirk out and they start like s- sucking his energy out or something yeah they blew energy uh, <laughs> they gather around him and they start sucking energy from him, mm-hmm. and uh, Todd's. I mean, I know if if you're in the spoiler section and you're listening to us talk, I know it just seems like we're like throwing out random things, but <laughs> this is kind of how the show goes. In a yeah, way. yeah, that's. I know the- we're we're not hitting it in the exact beat by beat, but that's this is what you're getting, and. Yeah. It's 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 uh it it works for the most part. Yeah, I like it. I like this type of world a lot. And at first, I was a bit worried about the tone and how how is it gonna go together and all that. But but uh, I mean, just generally talking about these four episodes, I 
enjoy this type of world and it's done poorly so often because it's kind of urban science fiction instead of urban fantasy somehow but it's also like interconnectedness it's not quite magic it's telepathy and it's like machines that do weird things like maybe change bodies and 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 presumably time travel but all in there's enough where it feels kind of organized where there's a a structure behind it but yeah it's hard to get into in the first episode when it's like bang 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 and also maybe hallucinations and this and that and Dirk is annoying as shit um it's kind of tricky yeah and yes the the actor i was talking about the one who um they returned the dog to that's gordon rimmer he was uh he played uh tyrell uh gay uh galen tyrell in battlestar galactica right i was right yes uh, <laughs> So yeah, it, it 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 all leads to a headline, and I guess we're clearly we're with Todd. He's our audience surrogate, like learning about this crazy layer of the universe that he didn't really know much about before. Mm-hmm. And he's he's already got enough going on with in his life between figuring out uh, how to pay his rent and losing his job and trying to help his sister and get her her medication, and then he's got Dirk in his face and in his ear, like telling him all this crazy stuff and getting him caught up in these uh, crazy adventures. And then he finally has the realization that maybe everything is connected when his lottery ticket turns out to be a winner and it's the universe kind of paying him back and telling him he's on the right path to be the assistant to Dirk Gently Holistic Detective. Yeah, and there's enough in Todd as well. I like that he's not quite... Uh, a blank slate he's got enough characteristics that are you know not positive like he did steal the money from his landlord (laughs) which is a nice reveal like because they keep going like landlord's crazy and then it's like no i stole that money because i needed it for the medication and yeah it's like oh what a sob story i need it for my sister's medication but still there's enough with his character where uh, also the way he talks and the way Elijah Wood plays him and they do have good chemistry even though it's hard to like Dirk it's still f- mostly fun because we're with we're with Todd so the back and forth usually works it's just uh, the jokes where Dirk makes something funny on its own by rambling in his smiley positive way is kind of hard to stomach but it's hard to stomach for Todd as well so it works yeah. And oh, and we kind of passed over it. We also meet Bart, who's a holistic assassin. Yeah, which you know, it's in the similar ways that Dirk goes with the universe to be a detective and solve mysteries. Um, she, you know, murders people, and yeah. it all works out because she can tap into that into the universe and go with the flow and meet people that need to be people need to be killed when they need to be killed, and things happen when they need to happen. Yeah. Now. This character, I didn't really like at first, and then it, I started to warm up to the character in the later episodes. Mm-hmm. And, and it's probably unfair, but I just kept getting a, a Helena from um, <laughs> Orphan yeah. Black vibe. Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of because it's just because it's a scrubby lady with the hair you know, messed and, up hair. And, yeah. <laughs> although, uh, like, the biggest thing was the voice she was doing. I wasn't oh, really. Oh, honey, yeah. I was going to kill her. <laughs> Something yeah, like that. Yeah, it came off too much as like I'm. Look at me, I'm a character. I'm a character. I'm a character. I'm a character. Can you believe yeah, it? Yeah. Um, but uh, I started to warm up uh, more to that. Yeah, I think I, I did as well. Kind of warm up a bit. Um, and it's like that. That thing could could be like 
Oh, good. Another thing where everything is connected. It doesn't, like, come on, enough with this. But I did like the aspect they added of, like, uh, Dirk and her are seemingly from, like, the same government operation yeah. where they do mm-hmm. have... they. I don't know why it is, but when they when there's this military place and they show, like... 30 different symbols or something and each symbol is for one person with telekinetic powers or or like somehow related there's a part of me that's like oh who are these 30 people like these symbols each of them has a symbol how cool and and it's so clearly just a thing thrown in but somehow it makes it make more sense because it kind of adds a framework around this seemingly chaotic thing where they've done studies about these people who have uh, extra abilities or, or extra perception or more that are more in tune with the universe and then they kind of got free or were let loose something very dark angel-ish going on there and they're now out in the world and we're seeing two of them and it also gives this promise of like what are the others doing do they have different interconnected things and so on and i don't know why but i like it it's Uh, no i yeah i really like that as well i like the the bart and dirk stuff is probably uh, one of the things I like the most about the show and like the the anticipation of like some sort of showdown or meeting. Yeah. And I like the little nods of uh, uh, them mirroring like uh, lines of dialogue and stuff they're saying, like yeah. whether it be, you know, uh, how they kind of how Bart and uh, Ken kind of have their moment and then Dirk and Todd have like the same moment. And like you're saying, the potential, the prospect of others, but then also like I guess the potential of the other holistic people, but being like uh, like just some you know I'm a holistic uh, I'm a pharmacist or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exciting. Because I would like to think that maybe uh, it is kind of more like that, and uh, it's more in what was it in the third episode or the fourth episode when. Uh, when Dirk meets back up with um, with the, the the CIA people that have been following him, yeah, and you kind of you finally see a different side of Dirk, yeah, who's not he, just happy go lucky like everything's connected and great and and here we go, yeah, and it's like the stuff that was going on before it seems meaningless, but when he's like, no, some people think I'm a pretty good detective because he really like he keeps saying he's a detective. But this mm-hmm. is like this is his whole identity that he decided to be this, and if it's not this, then he's just some test tube baby or some weird thing that the government is manipulating, and he doesn't want that. Uh, however, that connects together. But yeah, it's, we and, saw a bit more of him there. Yeah, and then you get the hint that maybe Bart's similar, where you kind of the same way uh, that I guess you choose your name when you get out. You can just kind of choose your thing. Or your calling, mm-hmm. um, I mean, or maybe they just they're trained to be an assassin. But I'd like to think that it was like, well, I'm an assassin. This is what I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, episode two, we we learn about we throw into the mix the fact that this missing girl has switched bodies with a corgi dog, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and we realize now why she was maybe like looking weird uh, in in the house when we first when we see her at the end of the first episode. And, you know, Todd's back with Dirk because if he wasn't, we wouldn't have a show anymore. So (laughs) they're back together. Uh, And then, yeah, the uh, Bart, the Bart and Ken, which I I started to really like Ken. 
Um, yeah, yeah. He's the black guy with with uh, Bart, and you know she's just doing the thing where hey, the car broke down. That means this is where it was supposed to break down, and something's going to happen. And we get the old reversal because well, first of all, I was like, does this guy not notice that this woman is covered in blood? Yeah. Uh, but then we get the old reversal because a, a seemingly good Samaritan pulls over to help fix their car and get him on the road. And Ken's kind of doing a thing where trying to warn him and maybe get out of the situation. But then we flip the script a bit, and this good Samaritan is actually just fixing their car to sell it and chop it down and also murder them and chop them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we that's where we get our bullet. Our, kind of our, it's not quite bullet dodging. No. Because um, the way I forget how she explains it. It's more she just moves how she's supposed to move or like the bullets dodge her. Yeah. It's not her dodging the bullets. Yeah. The universe wouldn't let her get shot because it doesn't want her to die yet. She's the one who's, she's like an angel of death, as he says later. And that's a, he gets a nice development because he starts out like, get out of here. You need to run away. And then turns around to saying, yeah, ki- okay, <laughs> yeah, you kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and then even later when they get captured again and tied up, after that, he turns around completely. And now they're together 100% because now he has a really solid uh, reason there to go. It's all real, isn't it? He has an even more solid reason than Todd to think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm with you now. Because I feel like we haven't quite gotten a moment. Like, we're, we're over uh, Todd and, and, and Dirk arguing, like, oh, get out of my apartment. Like, we're over that. But at the same time, they haven't had a strong moment of connection. Uh, not even as strong as, as the assassin and, and Ken ha- had. Uh, kind of, right? Or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, they, they, uh, they kind of do show that those moments, like, flipped. But yeah, I'm I'm with you because it did start to get it started to get a little tiring. I mean, I guess because we spend more time with Dirk and Todd, where it was like finally like, all right, Todd, either like you're in this or you're not. Yeah. Uh, because it was getting a little annoying of yeah, Todd always being like, go, go away, what are you doing? I'm trying to live my life. Yeah, and even um, when they're on the same side, he's like, you had the cat all along? Like, oh, no, you, Dirk. <laughs> uh, but speaking of episode two, that scene on the bridge is so great because uh, they're going to do a hostage handover where they have the dog and he has, like, this girl, but neither of them know knows what's going on and they're asking <laughs> yeah. questions back and forth, like, why did you take her? Who did you do? And they neither of them uh, know what's happening, but it's all building to this chaotic climax and the FBI are watching like these guys who are these people? Like, yeah, what, what are, are they, they do- <laughs> Is this code? What are they doing? Like they're just they arguing about, about who has the dog and I'm gonna drop the dog and and it all kind of works out in an interesting way and propels the plot forward anyway. And uh, I don't know, I don't know how right I am, but um, I think this show films in Canada and Supernatural films in Canada, and I'm almost positive I've seen that Showdown Bridge in uh. many an episode of Supernatural. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but it's a good location; you can't blame it. Uh, yeah, and and we also learn a little bit about Todd um, because when Farah, who's the girl who's chained to a bed up up above uh, T- Todd's apartment. We learned that she was kind of on the run looking for help, and Todd didn't help her. He just kind of hid right. and slunked back, and he's a coward. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're learning that Doc, uh, that Dirk Gently's, I guess, helping him, helping him with that. Uh, and then, yeah, we get kind of even more a little bit confirmation. Oh, yeah, because it's also like, why'd you burn down my house? And it's like, I burned down your house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when they're on the bridge. And, yeah, we, we do see that the Corgi... 
even though we kind of knew when we see the girl acting like a dog, mm-hmm. we get kind of confirmation that she's living in the dog's body. Yeah, and uh, she even yeah she projected like a human face there, which she hasn't like the dog hasn't done that again. But yeah. uh, it was like nice because that's like okay, you're laying a good baseline of what's possible in this world because there are things that would happen where you'd go like fuck this uh, <laughs> if something completely crazy started happening. Like uh, well, I was gonna say aliens, but I guess they could do aliens. But yeah. but there's like stuff where there's not necessarily gonna be wizards and there's not necessarily going to be like stuff from the Avengers or something this has its own kind of tone of mad science and mm-hmm. psychic interconnectedness which is a nice I don't know I, I kind of liked it and I like this idea of weird machines that can switch bodies which is what we get more into in episodes three and four seeing the like the reality of how it works yes yeah uh, and the, the only other thing in episode two we do we uh, see that the Rowdy Three is kind of uh, obsessed with Dirk's sister, Amanda, after that guy took her picture oh, when yeah. um, they trashed uh, Dirk's apartment. They just kind of follow her. And I guess I w- was the reading that she was assuming it was a hallucination or she just kind of became, she felt safer with the, that creepy van? Kind I don't of know. just watching know. her and following yeah. her. <laughs> I thought it was she assumed it was a hallucination, uh, yeah. but then when she was brought home by it, I think she got that it was real. Probably, I don't know. It's yeah. weird. She's weird. Uh, whole thing. And is weird. yeah, episode three, we we flash back fifteen years in the past where there's a, a old rock star um, who we see is kind of involved with these what we what what bad guys we've seen in the first two episodes mm-hmm. and it's tying in with the body swapping stuff because we see that this man doesn't want to be taken out of his rock star body because he, you know uh, why would you you're living the rock star life you had everything you want yeah. and they're going to put him into the body of gordon rimmer uh mm-hmm. who's now the the man that we had seen with uh, the corgi and with the bridge s- showdown he gets put in kind of, I guess, a fat loser body. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the idea. <laughs> and for some reason, this is another voice because I feel like he's doing Plinkett. Like, this, for some reason, <laughs> this guy's doing Plinkett in this show. Yeah. I don't know if that was the note. Like, hey, make this more like Plinkett. <laughs> but that's all I'm reading from it, the way he talks and the way he's acting. Yeah, it's a very uh, specific voice that I don't know if I've heard anywhere else. I think you hit the nail on the head there. That's, yeah. what, that's the voice he's doing. Yeah. Um, and then we the, see, uh, which is uh, you know something else in the past, because this is where Lydia first shows up to meet Gordon Rimmer. She's looking for answers on, I guess, what like her mother and all this other stuff. Again, it's kind of like I'm not trying to take in all these details because yeah. it feels like it's not that important. It's you know just more more fuel for whimsy. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if we can for a moment to take stock of the details uh, that we have noted it seems like uh okay so her dad was a guy who owned a house who used to belong to an inventor his dad bought the house i think and they found some machine in there and the machine is what the people want who have the body switching machine they want the other machine which is connected to somehow generating a lot of energy that's yeah. kind of what's going on, right? And the dad kind of knew he was going to die, and maybe he's in a dog or... In a, no, he's in a cat. Who, who knows? Yeah. 
And it can be assumed with some of the hints we're getting that this other machine ties into time or time travel or something. That could be why this guy did know he was going to be killed and he hired Dirk not to stop his murder, but to solve it. Yeah. Um, so, and since we did see that there's some sort of Todd from the future that showed up in episode one, we haven't gotten to that other side of that conversation yet. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it can be assumed that he's in the cat, his daughter's in the dog. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they did mention that there was a shark, there were shark bites mm-hmm. on the roof of yeah. the hotel room. Hammerhead so, sharks. So these people, by the way, this organization of uh, body switchers, are the weirdos like previous animals? Is that what we're supposed to understand? Because they act li- really crazy like, yes, that is true. Ha ha ha, I am in pain. Like these weird things. Uh, are they just that way from switching bodies a lot of times? Or are those the leftover bits that they get when they switch someone into an animal and then you get someone you can boss around and get to do your grunt work? Yeah, I couldn't really tell. I couldn't tell if like they would place yeah, they were placing their souls or what have you in animals as placekeepers and then putting them in new people or yeah, if it was just taking their trained mice soul and putting it in a person cuz yeah. they definitely once they once they take over a body besides um uh Gordon Rimmer who acts mostly like a human besides being Plinket. Yeah. Um once they put him in a body, they act clearly like they don't know how to be human. Really, they kind of yeah. are just winging it. <laughs> exactly, and they, there's like there's that lady from the 15 years ago flashback, but she could be in any body now. Uh, but yeah, she kind of acted like a human. But apart from that, a lot of weird, bald, uh, machine-like, animal-like people who I assume are like animals put into human bodies and, and made to obey. That's what it seems like. Um, but yeah, we get it all. Uh, are we in episode three? What, what happens? Yeah, uh, we're in episode three because that's it's got the the flashback in the beginning. Then we see Lydia, Lydia showing up looking for answers, mm-hmm. and then uh, Dirk and Todd are now teamed up with Farah, who's the was the girl that was locked upstairs, and we find out that she was the bodyguard, I believe, for the yeah. um for the dead the, father, the, the of dead Lydia. guy. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of now they're all together on the case. There's some chemistry um, going on there between Todd and and uh, her Lydia. Is Lydia her name? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Bart and Ken get captured by uh, the bikers, but we know that's gonna it's gonna work out somehow. You know, yeah. we know that's gonna all come out come out aces. Yeah, it feels like uh, that with almost every situation on this show. That's the big issue, I guess, that everything is like, well, you know, the universe is going to sort it out, so don't worry. Yeah. And yeah, this is when uh Dirk's sister goes shopping and then thinks she's on fire and then she gets helped by the rowdy 3. Right. And brought back to her house and then Dirk and Farrah find a map that was left to them by the dead guy. Mm-hmm. And that's where they start finding some steampunkish looking type machines and yeah. a light bulb that lights on its own when you hold it. And this crank thing that is, oh, that's going to come back. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of it for episode three, right? I mean, it's... The- yeah, for the most part. And, uh, and yeah, because it ends with uh, what they announce. Oh, I mean, no. Um... 
Eh, yeah, no, that's pretty much it for the most yeah. part. Yeah, uh, four is most vivid in my mind because I watched the others a bit earlier, and four is where they have this Zelda-like puzzle maze that they get into where it's like. This is where it's like, okay, this is not a murder mystery. It's not even close. They're trying, there's like solving <laughs> clues. Like they're putting together puzzles, like a yeah, video it's like game. An Indi- yeah, or Indiana Jones yeah. type thing going on. Yeah, but more like steampunky and like find the open socket to put the the light bulb in and then that's a door handle and then there's a magic electro rhino ghost that you need to connect and all that shit. And uh, that eventually leads them to another map jesus with these maps uh and that's like yeah at the same time we have this fbi agent who's now taken over and investigating and talking to the sister and uh all all of the all of that stuff i I mean i still like it it's just um yeah it's it's getting very clear that it's not really interested in playing by other shows rules kind of Um, yeah and when we we finish up with um Plinkett again, who now takes a step away from his old self, which was kind of just a like it, there are some scenes where it's like this really like resonated somehow or worked, even though everything is so silly. This felt important. He's letting go of that old rock star self because he was crying and upset about losing that part, uh, that that role that he played. But now he kills the woman he loved when he was the rock star and yeah. like commits to this organization. Yeah. The the woman who didn't want anything to do with him when he was now schlubby, uh, Gordon Rimmer. Yeah, and I guess they also hinted that the other connection was she was maybe seeing an FBI agent, and maybe that's the agent they took over because she like kind of he got kind of chuckles. Yeah, I think that's the one they killed actually, and the oh, the one, one they killed. Okay, because there was so some I, I, some line about divorce or something uh, because he was seeing someone or or, or something like that. Yeah. Early and then, on. yeah, he kills her with the guitar, right? Yeah. Oh, and then uh, Dirk and Todd do find the room with all the screens, very similar to what we see uh, kind of at the start of each episode. And there's always, like, something a little different or there's different things on the TV screens at the beginning of each episode. Yeah. And uh, now it's a map. And now they're going to go check out that other map. I don't even know how many treasure maps and stuff there they're going through but i look forward to them actually maybe finding something next time Um, yeah and then because the rowdy three they did the they did the thing that they did to dirk to uh amanda todd's sister and she saw the map as well yeah and like a vision or something makes me wonder if she's got this interconnected thing or is it something about her illness or how does it relate and when they showed up at the end there to break through the wall it was she was like no no it's cool i know these guys and they (laughs) open the wall drag dirk through suck the blue energy and like it's it's clear that dirk doesn't like it but it doesn't seem like it's hurting him too bad these vicious three seem like they're kind of okay really right they're just punk yeah yeah, they're they're just punk as fuck. They're just <laughs> yeah. punk rock dudes. Yeah, best. <laughs> uh, so that's so we have gone through more or less everything that happened, and it is kind of like this feeling of, and uh, now that, and the next episode, <laughs> and what's going to happen? So the spoiler section here is kind of like a big shrug, really, right? Yeah, yeah. Because again, like I feel like even if you hadn't watched the show and you heard us say all this stuff, because we are just kind of listing plot things, weird events. It's like you could still watch the show and be like, oh, yeah, all right, weird stuff, weird stuff's happening. And yeah. I guess it's more about what what I'm just getting more interested in is just these 
when the characters start to come together. And I think that's kind of the idea. Uh, it's more so about just when they're going to meet and when they're going to interact and what's that's going to mean mm-hmm. rather than like, you know, who done it. You think you it's going to be a, is it going to be a Bart equals Daenerys type situation? We get to see it in six seasons. What do you think? Uh, I hope not. No, I hope I, not. I don't think so. I just yeah, wanted to no, throw that so. possibility out there. Um, but yeah, the positive stuff is all in the detail. It's in the banter. That's usually pretty good. Like that's that's the uh, that's Douglas Adams' strong suit, and it's kind of Max Landis's forte as well. Uh, kind of like he makes good quippy comic book uh, supernatural stuff. Right? That's more or less... Have I got that right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you watch um, some of uh, his other movies, um, I mean, you see see kind of similar things in there, like whether it be uh, Mr. Right or American Ultra, because it's always uh, these regular people that kind of have these superhuman type powers and... It's not really about their powers. Yeah. It's about how it affects them and how they react due to them. Yeah. Uh, and kind of the more mundane parts of that. And usually, weirdly enough, that's more interesting. Yeah. And it's, I mean, uh, there's like a bunch of adaptations of Dirk Gently. I didn't know this, but it makes so much sense. There's been like a TV, another TV show, a UK one, I think several ones maybe in radio plays and and comics. And and it makes sense because it's such an open, like, it's more about the concept of the world, which is like kind of crazy. And that's the same thing why there's so many Doctor Who things. They can do whatever they want on that show. So on this one, they can do almost whatever they want want as well and i I'm, i think i'm gonna try for our next discussion to do a bit more digging into it because i i like this role of like i know about the thing i'm a, instead of jim for once so i think i might try to look into like the original book re- read up a bit so i remember a bit better and maybe check out the other ad- adaptations to see how they compare to uh, to this one because uh, honestly to me it was like max landis is doing dirk gently even though i hadn't read it in a long time i was like that makes the most sense out of anything <laughs> I've ever heard. So I'm overall uh, feeling positive, especially as a show that's does it doesn't take itself too seriously, which feels kind of rare these days. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because in this in these days of peak TV, I think a lot of people think that you have to, you know, be this serious, grounded, uh, whatever to pull people in and. Because I was wondering your your take on it being that you hate mysteries, but given yeah. that this is more, like I was kind of saying before, I think this is more like a goof on mysteries than anything. Yeah, exactly. Funnily enough, this like whodunit is less of a mystery than, for example, Westworld, which is not a whodunit, but it is yeah. relying a lot on like the the mechanics of a mystery, which this show is kind of not doing it all it's just revealing stuff as you go along and yeah goofing on the whole concept of it so yeah i th- I, I look forward i look forward to the conclusion i look forward to see where we're going here yes me too and uh i, I don't know this had you have you heard a lot about this show is this sh- are people watching this show because i don't know i i don't know either i only just got caught up last night and if I haven't been watching something, I 
don't you know beware of spoilers and all that i don't really keep up on what the the buzz is yeah i feel like it's not uh getting enough attention like for what it is uh, of course there's a lot of shows uh going on now but i mean okay i just i drew up the the twitter for the show and it has like 7000 followers which is not a lot right maybe it yeah. i mean maybe not all shows need that much like buzz online but people could yeah. be watching it anyway but it just kind of feels like it feels like you're missing out if you're not uh participating in this show and i feel kind of a vibe that uh i hope it can continue into a second season well we'll, we'll certainly have more thoughts on that after seeing the rest of the first season but but anyway uh, and I, I don't know how at least in my personal experience it kind of seems par for the course with like at least here in america bbc shows because i don't feel like orphan black really got a lot of traction until like season two was almost over i right. mean maybe i'm maybe it's just my own bubble because yeah. i didn't really get into it till then and then even like uh sherlock or something like that um but yeah, it does feel like, especially online, it would have some more buzz going. Uh, but then again, maybe everyone, people always are just waiting for these shows to be on Netflix, I guess. You know, they're yeah. waiting for it to just be uh, there for the there for the pickings and just being able to watch it all in a day and talk about it for a week and then forget about it. <laughs> yeah, but we do that with all shows, to be fair. Uh, Very but true. Yeah, but yes, uh, I, I agree. I also feel like Dirk Gently, in a way, it, like it's a really good source material to draw on, but I don't think there are that many like diehard Dirk Gently fans. It's more of a like cult thing you know it's more even though douglas adams is pretty big it's still not like it's not even his most famous like series if it was a hitchhiker's guide tv show i think that would be like that would get the buzz of of extra like ooh, it's a big fandom thing but this is not i feel like at least from my perspective not big enough to be actually connected i mean it came out in the 80s and it's been a fucking minute and uh i don't know i hope it gets the attention it deserves and i hope they conclude it in a good way and it's gonna be really interesting to talk about the second half and see if our opinions have changed absolutely and I, I guess that about does it yeah if you want to send in your opinions on this show or any other show that we discuss please do email them to shows what you know show at gmail.com jim and i are also both on anchor for as long as that app uh, continues to exist <laughs> and you can hashtag your posts with shows what you know or just search our names there's not many users on there you can find us and have a conversation and we will uh, include your uh, audio messages on the show so that does cover it. Please visit showswhatyouknow.com, leave a review on iTunes. That would really help us out. And there's also jimandthem.com, awesomepedia.org, and that is it. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs>